Welcome to the Sing Better Fast podcast, the podcast exclusively for serious and passionate vocalists. You are now part of a professional group of smart and motivated singers who want to become masters of the voice and inspire millions with our music. Get all of our podcast episodes, notifications for upcoming events, new podcast releases, and other vocal resources at singbetterfast.com. Now here are your hosts, Jamie Vendera and Ben Valen. All right, and we're live. Hey, everyone. Uh, ben, hey. here, I got Jamie with me. And uh, man, we were on for probably half an hour just uh, <laughs> shooting the breeze before we, <laughs> before yeah, we even started on each other. Yeah, we got we we need some uh, self uh, love every once in a while, you know. Yeah, it's it's, me, but... it's lonely being local coaches sometimes. Yeah. And everyone is angry at me on the internet. The mean comments. Just kidding. Well, actually, no. I mean, sometimes uh, we'll we'll not even go there. Um, let's let's go ahead and move on to our topic. So um, move on, move on, move okay. on. Um, so there's actually a few things I want to talk about. So today I was practicing a song um, and I was able to, I'm able to go through it like five times or so. Uh, and then I started to feel a little tired. Um, and so, you know, I was feeling less stable um, with some of the upper notes. And so, you know, that's, so I just kind of noticed that, okay, it was five times through. And then I started feeling a little tired yesterday though. Um, I was able to get through it seven times. And so, why is that? Well, so actually, before I go to why is that, let me talk about kind of the thought process. Many people, if they sing well on one day and then they don't sing as well the next day, um, they think, oh my God, I'm stupid. I don't know technique. You know, I should just give up. This is terrible. You know, whatever. Um, same thing from week to week. If you can have a good week and then you can have a bad week, you could have a good month, a bad month. Um, so when it comes to singing, the important thing is to not get flustered about that and not get frustrated and angry at yourself about that. Um, but instead you want to play vocal detective. So Jamie, how do we do that? Well, you know, first of all, don't beat yourself up. Like Ben says, uh, we, we are physical instruments. So of course I, I want to hear my singers say that, Hey, I, I sang a gig and I felt stronger at the end of the night, but stamina is an iffy thing at times because it could be, you haven't, you're at the onset of a cold or maybe you're tired. You're not getting enough sleep or you're stressed or you're worried about, you know, issues with your kids. It can be anything that can affect you. So don't let it beat you up, but you do have to play vocal detective. So say, like Ben and I actually talked this morning. He said, hey, man, I was nailing it yesterday. And this morning, I didn't last as long. I said, well, hold on. Let's back up. Let's play vocal detective. Let's look back. Because we see this a lot where singers will be like, yeah, man, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. So I, I bailed it out. I felt great singing for 30 minutes. So I went for 40 minutes. I started feeling a little tired, but I was still kicking it. So I went for an hour. Uh, and the next morning, I felt a little, little weird. <laughs> Ben's treating me like I do him. He's sucking on a tea bag. <laughs> yeah, so I, I bet, had my throat bet, coat tea. Yeah, I was going to say, very throat coat. My, <laughs> let's clarify what we were talking about yeah. <laughs> before, we, <laughs> before we move on. Yeah, no, I just got my throat coat tea and I finished my tea, so I'm just sucking on the tea bag. That's all. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. Those, those are pretty sweet. <laughs> oh, man, they so, taste great. Uh, play vocal detective. Uh, say say if it's an issue with you and you, you sang for 45 minutes yesterday and a day after 30 minutes, you felt tired. Uh, what is it? Uh, did you not sleep as much? Did you overexert your voice yesterday? Because even with good technique, 
you can still overdo it if you're not paying attention. If you're sitting in a chair and you're slouching, you're not drinking your water, you're not staying focused on your technique, uh, you could wear your voice out. And a lot of times, I used to do this. I remember uh, the last bar band I played in with Jester back in like 2002, I could remember going to gigs and singing ACDC and Led Zeppelin and all this stuff. And I was never like really into Queens, right? But I thought, you know what? I want to buy the Queens, right? Greatest hits. I need to listen to something else. And I remember for like a couple months, we do the gig and on the way home, I would sing that whole damn thing. Just singing well out Queen of the Reich and all these songs, Jet City Woman. And um, I felt great. But in the morning, my voice wasn't lost, but I did feel like a little tired. Like maybe I've overdone it. And that tends to happen. If, if you're really going and the voice kind of opens like a flower and you're dead spot on and you're singing, uh, you still have a shelf life. You know, you don't want to sing for six hours. If, uh, if you know, four hours, you can maintain really well for four hours. So really, I could have lip bubbled those songs or just hummed along. But instead, I'm screaming my brains out as, as loud and as high as I can. So I'm carrying and keeping that blood flow in my chords. So I'm, I'm working my chords just like going to the gym. So if you went to the gym and you did three sets of squats, but you're like, hey, this is pretty good. Let me do four. Let me do five. Ooh, 17 sets of squats I did today. I guarantee <laughs> you the next day you're going to walk like you need crutches. Well, if you did so, 17 sets of squats, you need to up the weight a lot. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, you know, you, you can – tax those muscles so you have yeah. to play vocal detective is it that did you change your diet yeah, are you so, drinking coffee are you so sucking me, on tea bags go ahead <laughs> so for yes. me i know what yeah so um so for me what it was is yesterday my good vocal day my really good vocal day the day before it i actually took it pretty easy um on singing so i was more rested uh vocally for yesterday than i was for today and then also um Last night, uh, the dogs were in the bed and they kept waking me up, <laughs> so I didn't get a super restful sleep. Also, I didn't um, I didn't have as much water as I usually do right before bed. Uh, I like to drink a lot of water before bed so that I stay hydrated. And then also when I get up or I feel like I, I wake up needing to go pee, right? Um, and so I didn't do that. And so I was feeling really dry this morning. Um, and then also, yeah, yesterday I did sort of... I really went for it, and there were a few times where I felt like I was singing really strong, but I was a little bit overdoing it, um, and I could tell that, and so I was just trying to dial it back, but, you know, sometimes I just I just can't help it. I just really want to just pound it, um, and then today, um, I, I don't know. Today, I started, as I started getting tired, I felt myself squeezing more. Um, in order to keep the cords together, that way I didn't crack and have, you know, little uh, bumps and that kind of sound. So um, it was a combination of being overly excited and enthusiastic about doing those things, um, about singing um, with more force. And then also it was, um, I didn't prepare as well for today as I did yesterday. And then also, um, I decided to compensate for losing the stamina by introducing elements of bad technique, mostly squeezing and extra air. Um, and I, I don't know if I could speak for everyone, but I think those are pretty common um, for singers. Um, and I mean, especially like people who have sing multiple nights uh, a week, um, if the later nights are worse, this is probably some of these elements are at play.
Yeah, well, one thing that you said is uh, saying with more force. So just to clarify, he's not meaning that he's saying with excess stress. A lot of yeah. times when you're in like really good balance with your voice, you can feel uh, the power grow, the resonance grow, the volume grow, and it floats much easier. And you're like, wow, I'm hitting A's, B's, tenor D's, whatever, and they're floating out of me. So when that happens, uh, if you're not used to that every day, you, you tend to get a little excited and say, okay, well, let me run with this. Yeah, I probably shouldn't have used the word force. So yeah, yeah good so, catch. And we've seen this other times. Um, you know, we, we've, we've seen students who don't practice and then they're back on the wagon and they practice four or five hours a day for a week and then they've lost their voice and then they, they quit. They don't move forward. That's, that's such a, um, that's such a terrible mindset. This every, every singer wants it now. I understand that I was the same way, but it does take time. Uh, we had one of our VVA students. She just mentioned something uh, on one of the Facebook groups about uh, really feeling V24, one of our programs, uh, V24.rocks or here at singbetterfast.com, uh, is uh, she, she said that her she felt much better after her choir practice, but she still feels like there's a, there's a shelf there. You know, she she needs to get through the shelf, maybe in her range. I told her to send us, you know, some critiques and meet with us. But the, the point is, if you, if you feel that shelf uh, and she's like, am I, am I wanting it too soon? And I didn't mention, I said, well, just, you know, messages, we'll work it out. Yeah, a lot of times we want it too soon. We yeah. start to notice things are getting better or we have a really good vocal day. And the next day, uh, if you're if you're doing pretty fairly well, you're not going to lose your voice if, you, if you've oversang and overworked your stamina and really worked out the muscles. But you may be a little tired, like Ben said he is today. Um, and, and you do tend to squeeze them. Um, but you, you got to realize this is this is time. You know, it's just like bodybuilding or anything else. It doesn't happen in a day. Yeah, maybe you can go out and you join a band and you can sing a song, but do you want to get really good at that song? Well, it's going to take hundreds and hundreds of times singing that thing and not not waiting to play out after singing hundreds of times. But, you know, you'll be gigging. You know, you may be singing it 50 times rehearsal. You go out and by time 200, you really own that song. You know, yeah. that's that's what you want. So, you know, the the saying, um, what is it? It takes 10,000 hours of practice to become a master. Right. And so that, that was the idea behind your 10,000 challenge. And uh, I actually heard um, there's this singer on YouTube that he's one of my favorite YouTube um, singers. His name's oh, Pella K. Okay. Um, what? I was like, oh, Jamie Vendera. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jamie Vendera. Yeah, he's. he's <laughs> but um, Pella K. So he does. Yeah, um, cool. He does like metal covers of songs. So like if you think Michael Jackson, Smooth Criminal, but metal version with like, you know, 80s metal vocals with the really high notes and the big vibrato with the um, with the, the heavy drums and guitar, you know, sort of almost glam metal-like. Um, and he just does covers of, you know, Adele, you know, whoever um, in that sort of style. So he actually, I think he's pretty close to 3 million YouTube subscribers right now. And uh, he actually did a video, uh, I want to say a year and some change ago, where he talks about his YouTube um, his YouTube journey, I think is what it's called. So it's My YouTube Journey by Pelike. And it's a really good video. I recommend checking it out if you're looking for any inspiration. But one of the things he said in there is he started his YouTube channel and he was okay at singing, and he put a few videos up, and they were fine, but they only got a few hundred or maybe a few thousand views. So he decided to stop doing the videos, and he spent a year practicing uh, seven hours, seven to ten hours a day singing. 
for a year, um, or, or maybe it was two years, I forget. Uh, and then he decided to start making videos again. And then at that point, that's when his 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 videos were getting hundreds of thousands to millions of views. Like his um, his his most viewed video, I think, is around 25 million views. And there's no special video effects. It's just him standing in front of a camera with a microphone singing. Um, and there's a backing track to it. It's like not that crazy, you know, it's pretty easy video editing because, I mean, he just sings it in one take and that's it. Um, so the, the reason it got the views is not fancy animation or funny, you know, cats or whatever. It's because he's so good at singing. Um, and so, so that's, that's what we should aspire to. We should try to be so good at singing that we don't need naked dancers behind us in order to get people to our concerts. But I like naked dancers. <laughs> well, so do I. <laughs> I. I am definitely more likely to go to a concert that has naked dancers. Well, you know, and I guarantee you, if, if you were to speak to Pelike, he would say, look, um, practicing all those days, because that reminds me of Jim Gillette. I mean, when he was in the, his first bands, um, he got a lot of heck. And uh, one of the bar owners, he was like 15 or 16, says, you really need voice lessons. So he started studying opera with these two elderly, with this elderly couple. They were like in their 80s or 90s, been teaching opera for decades. And he took lessons from them for like six months. And for like six months a year, uh, all day long, uh, 12 hours a day, before school, after school, wherever he could, he that's all he did is practice, practice, practice and to build a stronger voice. So, but those are their challenges. So I know Pelican would say, look, it wasn't easy. You know, there it probably wasn't seven hours the first day. Maybe it was, and maybe the next day he was tired, but he kept going. But the point is, um, that's what you got to do. It reminds me, um, Eric Emery uh, from Sky Harbor had a question. He's really into the, the singer Sia and uh, the little whistle flips that she does. So I said, yeah, we can work on that. And I remember when I discovered whistle, is when I was writing Raise Your Voice and I was literally a construction worker working uh, an hour, 45 minutes from my house and I didn't stay, I drove. And I was literally doing 90 minutes of isolation exercises to work 90 minutes home. So three hours of vocal exercises a day. And that's where my range just went, went through the, the roof and it took months. It's like, I mean, I was, I could hit soprano C's, but when I was doing those exercises, like right around soprano G, because they're very, they're very meticulous. They're very fine-tuned focused when you're doing sirens and stuff like that and all of a sudden after like three or four months of that much practice it just started rising and rising and that's how i discovered whistle it was hitting like freakishly high notes that only dogs could hear so that's why he's improved so much he took that time off and he really spent time practicing again and again and again yeah and so um one thing is so so my thing that I want to do next year, so this I'm already planning my year for next year. I started this plan last month. Um, so what I'm doing is, and this might be an instructive point also. So my goal is to do a thousand hours of practice singing next year. Um, there are 365 days in the year. So if I do 333 and one third day practice, three hours a day, that's a thousand hours um, in one year. Some people might not be able to do three hours a day. Um, and so I can't, or had I not been preparing, I could not do three hours a day starting January 1st or whatever. So what I started doing is I started practicing 
for 30 minutes a day for a little bit, and then I upped to 40, then 50, then 60. And so nowadays, like currently, I can practice about an hour and a half doing exercises and songs with a few little breaks in between, and an hour and a half, I'm, I'm there. And so for the remainder of November and uh, December, my goal is to get to the three-hour mark. <laughs> that way I'm able to do three hours a day uh, in January. So, um, so the reason I say this is instructive is because I'm not saying on January 1st, I'm doing three hours a day and not being prepared to do three hours a day. I'm using this initial few months before January 1st as sort of a ramp up period as preparation, as a preliminary thing. I think Jamie, we, we talked about this in one of the previous podcasts um, and I'm using it to prepare myself um, for January. And then the other thing is, some people might think, oh my goodness, three hours a day, a thousand hours in a year, that's a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. And I'm going to be way better <laughs> at the end of next year than I am at the end of this year. Um, way better. And so the other thing is, if, if singers are interested in taking this approach, you don't necessarily need to do a thousand hours in a year. Many singers who haven't properly been training can get pretty far doing an hour a day for 250 days out of the exactly. 365 days. You know, if you, so if you do 50 weeks um, out of the 52 weeks next year and you do five days a week, that's 250 practice sessions, one hour each time, that's 250 hours. If you haven't put that much time into practicing and methodically consistently doing it, you're going to be way ahead of where you are now. And for some people, 250 hours might seem like a lot. And it, that, that still kind of is a lot. So, I mean, you could even do 200 hours. You could do five days a week, 40 <clears throat> weeks. And that's 200 hours. One hour a day, five days a week, 40 weeks out of the 52 weeks. So that means you could take a week off every single month. Um, and you'll, be, you'll have done 200 hours. Um, hey, how many of you listening actually drive to work? Do you, uh, is, it, is the job 20 minutes away? Is it 10 minutes away? Is it 45 minutes away? Uh, is your job, or are you like an insurance salesman? You're on the road a lot. You can't tell me you can't get in the time. You know, here I, when I'm writing Raise Your Voice, I did this with a pitch wheel driving to a construction site day in and day out. And I was singing in a band on the weekends, you know, so you can make this happen. Quit trying to find the time. Uh, you, you choose to make the time. You choose these points. You don't, oh my God, I can't do it. Uh, uh, you know, I got to run to work. And even if you tell me, but it's only 15 minutes to work. Well, golly gee, we got a couple warmups that are like 10 minutes long, <laughs> 15 minutes long. You can warm up. Ooh, or maybe you could warm up in the shower in the morning. And then on your way to work, uh, you're like, okay, I can't really do a full isolation exercise workout, but I could do falsetto slides. Uh, and then on the way home, I could do transcending tones and then sirens when I'm back home. So you can find the yep. time. To you work watch on TV this. and you have commercial breaks. That's exactly. two, three, four minutes to do some falsetto slides. Like, well, the other thing is like, um, we all have 24 hours in the day. Everyone has 24 hours in the day. And I mean, think of the best singers in the world that who are your favorite singers that you love to listen to. They have 24 hours in the day, just like any of us. And some of them are indeed, their career is now singing and music. So they have 
you know, the luxury of having more practice time, but it wasn't always like that. No one comes out of the womb, a professional singer where they have a career as a singer. There's a period where you're still going to school or you're going to work or whatever it is, and you have to make it happen. Um, and so that's what you got to do. I mean, everyone who has gotten successful at singing has and made a career out of it has this period of doing whatever it is beforehand. So I remember, um, I mean, you probably everyone's probably heard me say it a million times. One of my favorite singers is Mariah Carey, and uh, she actually, um, she actually has started singing way early um, when she was not even ten years old. And then um, she actually went to beauty school because she she was going she was going to go to beauty school while she was building her career as a singer. And her she didn't want to be a you know a beautician long term. That was just her stepping stone. She said, "I always knew I was going to do this. I always knew I was going to be, you know, a big singer." She always knew that that's what she was doing, and she was certain. She believed she knew that that's what she was doing. And the beauty school that was just to pay the bills for a little while until she got there. Um, and so she had so so when you have that degree of certainty, when you have that degree of I want to do this, then you make the time. She was going to school. She had, she was a waitress. Like she, you know, she was going to school, had a job and was still singing. Um, you know, so no excuses, right? Well, there, you know, you, you said a few things, brought up some points. Um, you will make it. Um, who knows? I know it's a gamble. I know it's a lottery. And, but that's the problem with singers and our mindset. Most singers that I meet, uh, they have this this look that like I gotta make it big, I gotta you know have a big hit out on the radio and this and that. Uh, what if I? What's the use if I'm not going to do it? So and then they get in that cycle like, why oh, practice? I'm not going to make it big. Uh, maybe you will, maybe not. I'm not trying to sound cynical, but I know this for a fact: if you don't put in the time, yeah, you're definitely not going to make it. So you know what? If uh, the Powerball was what almost a billion dollars a few weeks ago. Well, who knows? We're putting this. This probably been a year yeah. ago when we put out this podcast. But the point is, uh, you know, uh, if I bought a ticket, I have a chance. But if I didn't buy a ticket, there's no way in heck I'm going to win because I didn't take that step. And you have so, a way better chance of getting good at singing. Exactly, you do. the The chance of winning this lottery are much higher uh, than that what they are because you know. Let's be honest. Everyone wants to win a billion dollars, but not everyone wants to beat me a singer. So yeah, that's not like everyone. <laughs> yeah, the odds are be better in your favor. But the other thing that reminds me of uh, something I saw on uh, on the internet. It was, um, you know, uh, one in four crashes are because people are texting and driving, and everyone thinks that'll never happen to me. And then Boom. it's one in three hundred fifty million people could win the lottery. You never know. And so yeah. <laughs> they go out and buy the ticket, um, <laughs> but they still text and drive thinking. Oh my god. I forgot I saw that too. Like, yeah, oh, that's not, I'll never have that happen, but ooh, right, right. I can win the lottery. <laughs> so actually, one other thing I want to talk about is many singers, um, they have this, I want to be, you know, Adele or Rihanna or Justin Bieber or Alter Bridge or Mariah Carey or, you know, Dream Theater or whatever. And they want to be the, the big um, artist. So, so several things. Number one, those are all just regular people. They're not superheroes. They're not like, you know, some part of some secret Illuminati 
computer society that you know has all of the secrets of how to be a professional amazing singer and the rest of us uh people are just left out you know without access to the secret information or whatever um they're just regular people like Mariah hey. Carey farts. Did you know that? Mariah Carey farts. Maybe that'll be the title of this podcast. <laughs> um, you know, but hey, like, yeah. But he's telling the truth uh, about the Mariah Carey thing. But the regular people, I know, I know Miles, I know James. They're they're yeah. as immature. They're as immature and goofy as I am. <laughs> so, yeah, like so. they, you know, they probably also like fart jokes. You know, they might watch Game of Thrones. They you know watch sports. They eat Oreos. They stay up too late sometimes. Um, um, I was talking to James the other day, and he was talking about he like he's uh, he loves skiing. He said I will be skiing until I die. Uh, he's been it since he's a little. And a lot of people don't know that about him, but look, he's just a regular person, yeah. and he has another passion. Um, uh, there's there's uh, the band Skillet. They're they're uh, Seth Morrison, their uh, guitar player, actually is from like five minutes from me. He's from this area uh, in Willowsburg, Ohio, and and he is the biggest um, freaking sports nut out there. High State University, Cincinnati Reds. He absolutely loves sports. So everybody has. Yeah. Everybody's normal. Everybody's got hobbies. It's just they these these people have gravitated towards singing, and they didn't set on their butts. They put more than they put way more than two hundred fifty hours in a year learning this technique yeah so they so yeah a couple things so one is these were just regular people like a lot of there are people you know you, if you go to new york city at any given time there's probably someone somewhere like some type of you know uh famous singer to some degree or another who's probably just walking around in a shop somewhere or just eating at olive garden or something but uh, these, yeah Dr. this is this i have to say this because it's so funny I was in New York for a TV show, and then I met with some people from TSO because once upon a time uh, I got all, offered to sing for TSO, and then I, I hung out with my buddy Stephen Algeri, who used to sing with Journey, and this is synchronicity. We're going to a restaurant to eat, and this guy—I uh, can't remember Peter's last name—I didn't know the guy to begin with, but Peter, this, uh, I remember his first name's Peter. He stopped us. He says, "Oh my God, Steve Perry." He says, no, I'm Stephen Algeri, but I did sing for Journey. And Peter was a singer for TSO, for Transite. <laughs> he, uh, he, he, he did the part of Angel. He had just he just uh, retired from that part. So it was just cool. it's synchronicity. So you do. You could be in New York. You could be in Nashville. And yep. you can run into these people, and they're just ordinary people. Yeah, like, so. so me personally, I don't listen to a ton of country music, except for, um, you know, it's on the radio sometimes. So, I mean, if I were to run into... I don't even know the names of these people. If I were to run into some, I, I wouldn't know. I'd be like, hey, what's up? You know? <laughs> but the other thing is, so these regular people who have gotten successful, they, there's only one difference between them and the person who doesn't get anywhere. That is, these people decided what they wanted to do. Then they put in enough time and energy over a long enough period of time to get the end result they desired no matter what, no matter their excuses, no matter their mood, no, ma no matter what. Um, and, and honestly, most people have, they already do this. Most people do this in some degree or another. Um, a lot of people are parents. And even if you're sick, even if your kids are really annoying, uh, even if your kids do something really bad, you know, you do what you have to do to take care of your kids, no matter what, right? Uh, exactly. Some people, 
right? And so you just do it, even if you don't want to, even if like your kids seem like ungrateful, you know, bags of disease or whatever that are just running around eating all your food and going through the house like a tornado, you take care of them. Um, and so we all, all of us, we already have the capacity to decide what we want and then put in the time and energy over a long enough period of time to get the end result. So it's not, so these people are not superheroes that everyone can do this. Now, the other thing I want to say is, um, that, that parents don't think of their kids as bags of disease. <laughs> <laughs> well, some might, um, for an instant and then they feel uh, guilty yeah, about it a little bit oh whoops i forgot to, oh i just realized i'm i'm kind of looking at my notes from the uh the last newsletter and i forgot to change the title on <laughs> my my article whoops okay anyway so the other thing is um the other thing is so we were talking about making it big um so let me go back to Pelike, for example. He's got around 3 million youtube subscribers. He's got around half a billion views on his videos. Um again no real fancy video editing. Um, he just records the audio. He puts a little reverb on it, puts the backing track, and that's basically it. Um, half a billion views. He's got a Patreon where people pay him uh, around $900 per video that he releases. Um, and he puts out anywhere from 4 to 20 videos, 25 videos a month. So if he did 10 videos a month, that's $9,000. Um, and so he's not, he doesn't, he's not signed on a major record label. He's not touring like, you know, a big rock star necessarily. He's just a regular guy and he's found a way to make this work. He just happened to do it through YouTube. Um, and so he has a merch store and he has some other stuff. So he's able to make a very comfortable living doing this full time. And arguably you can say he has a degree of fame. Um, but he didn't go the traditional route. He didn't submit, you know, an, uh, a tape to a record company and then someone listens to it and then they decided to give him a record deal and then he went on a bunch of tours and met a bunch of fans and put out another record. That's one way to be successful as a, as a musician. It seems to be a very crowded way to do it um, and the competition is pretty high, but there are still other methods of doing it. Um, there's the YouTube cover route. And actually, in one of our last uh, newsletters, I actually gave three examples. There's another guy um, by the name of Jonathan Young, and he also does sort of metal covers of songs, very similar uh, to Pelike. He does a lot of like almost more heavy metal, death metal stuff, like the drums are more intense, and he does the screaming and growling and stuff. He makes about $1,000 every time he puts out a YouTube video, and he puts out a few a month. Um, and he sells his stuff on <clears throat> iTunes and he streams it on Spotify and blah, 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 blah. So don't think that getting the record deal and going on tour is the only way to make it. Like these people have millions of subscribers all around the world and they have people begging them to come do a performance in their city. Um, you know, so I mean, the possibility, there are so possibilities um, for how you can actually achieve a level of success and notoriety. Also, with Pelike, here's, this is really cool. Pelike did a cover video of singing Through the Fire and Flames by Dragon Force, and it was so good that Dragon Force actually invited him to come sing at a music festival with them. Like, what? Yeah, that's um, crazy. So, so, and also, Pelike's not done. He's not just doing the YouTube thing and, oh, okay, I'm done, I made it. No, he's 
you know, give it a few more years. He he's probably I imagine if he wanted to, he has so many followers, he could probably get a record deal if he wanted one. Um, with that many people following him, and the way he the way he got it, he sang well and he consistently made videos. And I'm pretty sure he puts out a, like his own. Yeah, he does oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you he go to iTunes originals too. Yeah. So you don't have you're not just confined to doing covers. Covers are a great way to start. But he's got all sorts of original stuff. He's got you know a Christmas album. Everyone's got a Christmas album, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, he's not done. Give it a few more years, we might be hearing him on the radio in the United States. He's in Norway, by the way. Um, so yeah, so th the possibilities are up there, are out there. Um, there's more than one way to achieve a level of uh, notoriety. And the people who get there are regular people who just stuck to it. And so, um, man, we, we took a lot of twists and turns in this conversation. We started back <laughs> with me having a better vocal day yesterday than I did today. But here we are. Hope this is all really in, uh, useful, inspiring, enlightening, blah, 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 all that stuff. Um, if it wasn't, be sure to leave a mean review on iTunes. We love reading your reviews. I love them. Uh, <laughs> but the thing is, takeaway is... Um, if you wake up today and you're not as strong as yesterday, don't, don't give up. Yeah. Move, move forward, start yeah. racking up those hours um, because you'll, you'll cross a, a point in your, in your vocal journey where you look back and you're like, wow, six months ago, I can only sing for 30 minutes and I was tired for two days. And now it's like, I'm singing an hour a day and it's not even affecting me. Ooh, now I'm gaining more range. So it, it all comes together if you put in the time. Yeah, for sure. And then also, like all these, I'm sure Mariah Carey doesn't feel like singing every day. I'm sure she has vocal bad days. I, you know, everyone does. Every um, human. Yep. yep. So, so don't don't let your mood in the moment stop you from pursuing what you really want. All right. Cool. Well, on that note, I guess we'll uh, we'll wrap this one up. So we'll thanks everyone for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode. See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sing Better Fast podcast. Be sure to subscribe for new podcast releases, events, and other great vocal resources at singbetterfast.com.